girlfriend said, what's good here? And I said, bueno. <laughs> good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That's Russell Shaw. <laughs> He's back. Back and, in the house. And we All are right. back. Transitioning from one fantastic guest. Thank you, Jonathan Miller, for coming in the last few days. We are transitioning back into a messiah Mm-hmm. The listing messiah. The listing messiah, back for round three. Yeah, that's the, right. In the Daily Dose Russell studios, Shaw is Russell back, Shaw. everybody. Well, you know, taking so am I. Yeah, taking listings back. is the key to long term success. That that's just a fact. And you go, can a person have? Could an agent have a successful, thriving buyer based business? You could, but it's tenuous. If you're talking about stable, long-term success, if you look at the pattern of most successful agents, almost all successful agents have a listing-based business. Doesn't mean they don't have lots of buyer deals. They Russell, just I'm sorry. With all due respect, you are starting out this series way too serious. Sorry, sorry. I uh, kind of want to go back to what we were talking about off-air. Okay, so let me Did you record say, that, Byron? I said, I said, I said, I said to my girlfriend... <laughs> I, sh- I said, we're, I'm at a restaurant in Mexico. I'm with my girlfriend. We're at a restaurant in Mexico. And she said, what's good here? And I said, bueno. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. So uh, it, 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 you, you get a successful listing-based business. And so it really becomes a matter of if you're going to be the most successful you could be, you would want to concentrate on what could you do to get more saleable listings. And everything else is actually borderline irrelevant. If you take that, you have to you have to have quality control. You have to give good service and price them right and take care of them after you have them. But the truth is, most agents who are like there are thirteen out of fourteen agents that come in the business two years later are out of the business. They have failed out in the first two years. Yep. That's a statistical fact. That most agents that enter the business will fail. One of the reasons, the primary reason they fail is that the people who teach them in pre-licensing, the people in many cases who teach them, if you look at almost every real estate coach in the country, I mean, seriously, both, mm-hmm. every, almost every real estate coach and all of the pre-licensing instructors all have one thing in common. They're failed agents. That, that's an astounding thing. And so when, when, when you're talking, when you're getting information from a failure, somebody who's failed at doing the very thing they're trying to teach you how to do, it doesn't mean they're malicious. It doesn't mean they're going to de- deliberately give you a curveball, but their thought package will have failure with it. Some components, no doubt yeah, about it. It'll yeah, just, you, you, you will just yeah. get that. You have to have a level, I believe, yeah. as well, of achievements to experience you know what what you're talking about to then to then speak on it. You could yeah. take any, and we re- could talk some big name coaches when you talk about that that yeah. point that have not truly walked in your shoes. I mean, your shoes. I mean, I see that they're generally they're black. 14. They're yeah, size black. fourteen. I wear black shoes. Yeah. Yeah. The gold Huge. trim around the sign that says the king. Do the you king. do yeah. you believe? <laughs> well, it, you. I mean, Russell, you're the you're the king. Well, it's a relative thing. Uh, it's like the current agent who's the number one agent in all of Armless is Beth Ryder. Yes. 
No, that's she, she is not the comparative queen. Versus, no, I and, just and mean, it's, it's, but but if you just take total number of deals and are they legitimate deals and are, are they one on one at the table? It's that you could you could go. Well, will that last forever? I don't know about that. But I'm just saying that you are arguably the greatest of all time. You are the goat of the Arizona real estate resale market. Well, part of it is because I've been around. This, I've well, been you have like to forty years. You have to be around. And Beth, Beth might have the 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 top stats for the last year or two. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean that she's the greatest of all time. No, Michael fact, jo- Michael Jordan didn't lead the league in scoring every single year. Okay, now when you put it that way. So whatever I'm saying right now, everyone should listen very carefully. <laughs> and that don't you I mean I and, will and, and pay yes. attention. Thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. And pay attention <laughs> and go, okay, if well, well here's the thing. If you want to be truly successful long term, you will learn to list. And when you say, Well, how do you learn that? And it would be very similar to learning to ride a bicycle. Like you could read books on bicycle riding. You could watch videos of bicycle riding. You could watch YouTube people ride. But you wouldn't learn to ride a bike until you got on the goddamn bike and started riding it, at which point you'd go, well, fuck, I fell. Right. There's no other way to learn it. So how would you learn to list? If you say all problems in getting listings are either at the table are getting to the table. Like you either failed to get to the table in a really red hot seller market. Most of the difficulty is you never got to the table. Right. If you don't go to, if you haven't personally been to the table at least 50 times, you have a crappy listing presentation. And I say that emphatically because that's the only way you learn to become a competent lister is you are initially an incompetent lister and you keep going to the table. Mm -hmm. There is no other method that'll make a bit bit of difference. And in the meantime, Uh I think folks need to, until you become a good lister through the experience and walk, I think that you have to, to play to your strengths in the, in the meantime, in the interim, that's just my humble opinion of, no, no. If you're a new agent, what's the first thing to do? Go sell a dozen houses to buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And anything and and take any listing that falls in your lap, but recognize In order to learn any subject, two things have to be true. One, you have to believe there's something there to learn that you don't know. And two, you'd have to believe there's something worth learning. The difficulty most agents have is they think they already know how to list. You take Mm -hmm. an agent that does 10, 12 deals a year, and then let's say four of them are listings they get by accident because they sold the guy a house or it's a neighbor. Like they didn't really go list a bunch of strangers' homes, but they got enough business and they know how to fill out the form (laughs) that they think they know how to take a listing so they never need to bother to learn how to list because they already know it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's That's very, very true. How about about the – and I don't know what the percentages look like, but the average agent in the mar- the marketplace that, you know, is carrying, you know, half a dozen listings at a time throughout the, the course of the year. Well, that Six, wouldn't be eight, most agents. Ten. Don't, that's a small number. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. Have. I know, absolutely. I agree. I agree. But uh, I just mean the majority of if you consider those productive agents, because I still mm-hmm. consider that a, a mm-hmm. productive a productive agent, where the bulk of productive agents probably fall within that, within that frame. How then... 
What's what's that key or some components diving into, you know, how to go from that half a dozen to taking it to that next level? Well, I think there's a couple of factors. The first one would be the desire to do it. Like it won't happen by accident. Uh, it, it occasionally, I shouldn't say that, it can. You, you had agents back in, say, uh, 2006, early 2007, who were doing $5 million a year. By late 2008, uh, when they were doing REO stuff, some of those agents popped up to 70, 80 million. After the REO business went away, they went back down to the 5 million. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but something did occur for them that changed it for them, but it wasn't something they call it, it. It wasn't causatively it, going and getting. It wasn't like you're just saying about creating a listing business no, and going they, after they, it. They didn't create much of anything. They were sort of the effect there. of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so the problem is it wasn't replicatable. Anytime you have an agent doing something, well, if you took Beth Ryder as an example, you couldn't have, or Beth can't. You, you, you it's not have, replicatable. No, you yeah, couldn't no, have no. a dozen more. You couldn't have a hundred other agents replicating her system in the same city. Or most likely she can't continue to replicate that herself over a long period of time right. in the same city because you can only build so many new homes. Exactly. Well, I don't know that she couldn't continue a high level of production, but she certainly couldn't train 20 more people because they'd be competing in the same building. Exactly. So you, when you, when you want to learn something, you would want to, is, is this replicatable? Could you do it again and again and again? So when you have like to, to become a top lister, you'd have to go on a lot of listing appointments. Once the person decides they want to do more, the first thing, what I, what I see of agents that go, that are doing like, let's say 20 deals a year. What is their biggest, if the guy's doing 20 deals a year, we could establish they know how to get business. There's something they do. They may not know what it is because they may spend the bulk of their time working on crap that doesn't have the charm of deliberate nonsense. But they see when I do my Facebook things, I'm not pretending I'm doing business. I'm just amusing myself. Understand the difference there. Right, right. See, I'm not going, ha this is going to get me a lot of business. So you could have people diddling around with Facebook all the time, thinking this is somehow where I play a lot of golf. I don't play any, but play a lot of golf and I'm getting business from it. You could, you, business, you could get business from standing in the grocery store. Right. But that wouldn't be a business model. I'll hang out and produce today and see how many leads I can get. <laughs> You, you, you would have, but when you have somebody doing 20 deals a year, we already know they know how to get deals. They know how to get business, but they spend most of their time doing $15 an hour work. Yeah. And there is the problem. And if you say, well, you need to get rid of that work. You need to not do $15 an hour work. And they have this mentality. I don't want to spend uh, 30, 40,000 a year paying someone to do this. Well, here's a real statement of fact. A good assistant doesn't cost you anything. Correct. They would actually make you make money. You yep. money. Yep. They will make right. you money yep. because they free you up to do dollar productive activities. Yep. I, we, I love that point. You're hearing it from the king himself, the you know, focusing on those dollar producing activities. <laughs> I think we have a real challenge in this industry and I don't get it either. Why people have, um, 
why people struggle hiring folks. Um, you know, you said a line actually off air uh, that you know if somebody doesn't make your your life better, somebody that you hire doesn't make your life better in in two weeks, then they're not the right, the right person. person. Right, that's a, that's a great point. Well, here's yeah. one reason: is you say is hiring the right person easy? No, no, it's tough. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, you could. Is it easy to go out and find a great assistant? I would never tell someone it's real easy. I will tell you it's very necessary. I will say that emphatically, but easy? No, because you have all these books, all these different books on how to hire the right person. Well, here's a newsflash. Anytime you have lots of different writers all talking about the same problem with all these different solutions and all these different techniques and all these different methods of how to get the exact right person, right. It must be a fairly complex issue yeah. in order to have that many different experts working on it with differing viewpoints, Absolutely. I might right. add. Right. It must be a fairly complex issue, which yep. it is. Yep. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. And if you don't do it, if you don't learn, if you can't hire the right person and never do it, you will always stay small. Yep. That would be something that's a fact. This is true. That's a fact. That's another great line. So, I want to I want to dig deeper on this because yeah. this is a great topic and a great subject. I want to dive in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, huge thanks to VIP Mortgage, Alliance Property Inspections. Appreciate all you guys do. Let's go further into the hiring process. I mean, you've done it very, very well for a long time. I know you can help some people out there on this on this point. So, guys, see you today. Mastermind Day. Yes, Raintree. I was just going to say, for Workshop Wednesday. Workshop Wednesday. <laughs> it's not Thank this. God. It Thank God Mark learned. is back. Yeah. Hold that, hold that thought. We're coming Thank back. Thank God Mark is back. Thank, Thank God. Thank you. Yes. Thank Mark God is back. Thank too. God. Yeah. Mark. Uh, yeah. Thank, <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll see you. See you. Bye. <laughs>